England just beat Germany for the first time in 50, 55 Yeah, I years. think there was a headline. Really? Yeah, 2-0. to zero. <laughs> They scored two goals near the end of the game. Wow. The headline here in, in, in an American, well, I read American sports websites, so the headline was England is no longer, what was the, what was the phrase? Um, uh, no, it has uh, p- surpassed its self-doubt. <laughs> like they were hexed by the by the idea of having to play Germany and lose again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it goes from the uh, 1966 World Cup final where it was England versus Germany. And, um, you know, there was, I think there was one goal where the ball hit the crossbar and bounced down and, then bounced out and they weren't sure if it was a goal or not, but they decided to give it. And so England <laughs> went on to win. Uh, I can't remember. They forced overtime. That was only three then. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know soccer existed back then. <laughs> what do you mean football? Football is with a football. What do you talk? What do you mean? Foot- I'm, I'm confused. Ah, soccer. Okay. <laughs> Oh, football, that's the game the Americans invented so they could have adverts every 10 seconds, right? You you do a play and then you go to adverts and everybody takes a rest. I don't know. It's sort of loosely based on rugby, but rugby is played continuously. You don't don't step off the field to, to, to take a rest, but you advance the ball. So I just wonder if... American football. It's made for television. Yeah, made. Or adapted. I don't think it was made initially for television, but it adapted quite well to television. Made made by the marketers. Advertising. Hey, let's invent a game. (laughs) That has natural rest points so we can cut away for a two-minute advertisement spree. (laughs) Yeah. And then they talk about it in the huddle. It's great. There's a lot of, you know, you can watch on, you know, certain streaming services provide the, the all only the plays, none of the breaks, right? So play, play, play. And the game's like 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing with, with most of the games, you know, if, if the ball is, or the puck or the, or the ball is like two inches to this side of this post, Everybody cheers if it's two inches to the other side. Everybody, you know, gets deflated, even though that might have been a better shot. That might have been an incredible effort to make it. And it, just because it's two inches the wrong side, it's like it's no good. Well, you know, I had a friend who was a phys ed teacher at the school, and he used to say, as soon as you get uniforms, it's over. And what he meant was, like, kind of scrub sports is the best because it's, you know, it's not, the crowd is not in the game. It's just kids playing. And then as soon as the crowd gets in the game and winning becomes an issue, it's over. It's not, it's, it's not fun. It's not playing anymore. It's work. You know, you got to work and you got to pay the price. 
and you got to pay the price for losing from people. And, and if you win, you're a star, you know? And so I, I've always, I like scrub myself. We used to play soccer here. Anybody could play, anybody could play. And it was fairly, you know, good players and everybody, but the good players would slow their game down. They wouldn't run over the kids and the, and the girls. And that was part of the, the play is not hurting anybody. Mm. So it's very cool. You know, the, the, the good players still had a lot of fun. And, uh, and then it was last goal wins. We decided that it was going to be, you know, we've had enough. Okay. Next goal wins. So it, the win was nothing kind of right. And, and for me, that's, that's the critical element. Still, I watch the Vancouver Canucks twice. Yeah, still, you watch your your. But Canucks. they're losing. They're a loser team, right? They haven't won anything, and but they play good. They play good, right? They they try. So that's the thing in sports is the um, try level gets destroyed by a lot of lot of by by the game. Because people, if they're not good right away, I was a natural athlete. I was a good athlete right away. People that aren't, they don't get a chance to learn because they're they're treated poorly, very poorly. So, what did you play when you were young in an organized way? In an organized, like where there was a, a league or a school team? Did you play? School teams, yeah, soccer and volleyball, and a little bit of hockey early on. But soccer and volleyball were big sports in uh, in in North America at that time. You mean so, North North America? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they weren't they weren't yeah they weren't big you know they were sort of small you know. But um, I've always enjoyed sports. But as soon as it gets angry or stupid, I'm out. I'm gone. I'll go leave. I won't play. So uh, what what you know. years were you playing? Was it just was it high school, junior high, grammar school, or junior high, high, high school. school, junior high, high school? Mm-hmm. And then I turned to skiing, which um, that's the difference in sports. Are you doing you know um, skiing? You're not you're not really playing against anybody. You know, you're you're playing by yourself, kind of. You're by yourself in tennis, golf you're sort of alone. You're, you're playing alone, right? So team sports are a lot different than rich people like alone. They don't like team sports. They don't like it. They go on, you know, they want to be on their own, have a nice golf bag and nice tennis outfit. And, yeah. Jim, Jim brings up a great point. Cause um, I mean, when I was younger, I used to love playing soccer just to distinguish it from football used to love uh, playing soccer and used to play lots of cricket and then and then we gotta as you get it get on in school and you get to secondary school then you want to play for the school team right you want to you want to emulate all those great players and win the world cup or the fa cup or whatever and and um and so, yeah, I, I made the team. I, I probably probably wasn't the, the the best players. I was just a substitute. Might have played for a few minutes here or there, but you know, at that point, it wasn't fun. 
and that was when we had the had the uniforms. But if it's just a casual, hey, let let's play soccer, it it's 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 more fun. It's it's not so serious. And it was the same with the cricket. Um, you know, uh, we uh, we used to mostly play with with just like a tennis ball. It was great. I mean, then when you get to the next standard, you're playing with this rock. Like the cricket ball is like hard and it hurts. Then you get to have pads and then you get to have, you know, gloves. And uh, it, it wasn't, uh, for me, it just wasn't so, so fun. And it was just so, so deathly serious win or win, win or be a loser. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. I I had a I don't know if I was in as enlightened or sensitive as the two of you were when I was younger, because I didn't question the the winning or losing or being able to be good enough to make the team. It it felt like um hmm. It, I don't think I even considered it. So while I played nearly every day of my childhood through high school almost played sports with my buddies in my neighborhood, baseball, football, basketball, especially, and a little bit of hockey because we had a frozen pond and my dad had, um, he was a baseball coach, you know, a little league coach. So he always had a, a bag of, of catcher's gear in the garage. So I like to put on the catcher gear and, and be the goalie. So I could be protected and we would skate on a pond very bad. You know, some of them were pretty good. I, I just, and then we played indoor hockey, which was this, you know, a way to adapt it for more people who weren't good skaters. All that happened leagues and leagues and leagues, organized leagues of basketball, baseball, football, indoor hockey. Um, and I was terrible at all of them. I had <laughs> qualities, but mostly just kind of terrible. Right. Uh, basketball, I could never make the, I could, I could play in the church league, bunch of, you know, church kids running around in gyms and, and there I could play and be effective in the game, but still I was really bad. I mean, if I scored seven points, I was, a, I, in my mind, I was like, well, that was, that's the best you've ever done seven points in the entire game. So I never took it as like the competition was, was somehow deflating the sport. It just seemed like there was another level that I really wasn't. I mean, my body just wasn't that kind of body. However, football, they can't cut you from the team, American football. So there would be 60 kids try out for the team and, you know, maybe five would drop out because it was the practices were too intense or whatever. So there'd be 50 kids dressed for the game. And, you know, it was... What? Oh, my God. So... That sport I could hang out in. I didn't get cut. I got cut from baseball. I got cut from basketball right away. <laughs> but football, I didn't get cut. So I had an opportunity to, to, to learn a lot of stuff. What do you, how do you tackle a guy? In the ninth grade, I started playing junior. Well, it was ninth grade football. So freshman football, you could say. Um, last year of middle school, the way it was designed in my neighborhood. So I weighed 90 pounds. And the coaches loved me because no matter if I weighed 90 pounds, I was flying at some guy that literally in the ninth grade weighed, weighed 190 and was the fastest guy on the team. 
And I would just throw my body at his legs because I knew that if you tackle a big guy, you better tackle him at the legs if you're a skinny little thing like me. And I would bring him down and then he'd get super mad because the 90-pound kid brought him down. And I just took those as like the best moments of my youth, you know. Um, so what I, what I learned to do, which I, I'm truly appreciative of, and, and to this day I, I wouldn't trade those, because some people will, especially in the spiritual world, will down the sports. I found them incredibly educational. Uh, and, and and testing and, and, and you know all sorts of tests that you know yeah well I don't want to run you know and you, well you got to run the coach said you have to run well I don't want to but I'm I'm tired and you run anyway and you go oh I could do that I shouldn't listen to myself so but what happened in those moments is that I learned that I could observe the game because football's like any sport is a bunch of st strategy and then and sometimes the really good kids aren't very bright. And the really talented physical kids aren't looking at the game the same way a small guys would look at it, which is study. I know what you do. I've seen you do this all the time. So I'm ready for whatever you're going to do because you do it all the time. It's not that big. It's not that. It's just like it's, a, it's like a robot. So the anticipation for me was the way I, I um, compensated for my 90-pound body. And... And also to throw myself into things that I shouldn't be throwing myself into, like a 190-pound kid running at me full speed, you know, or being smashed by an offensive lineman, you know, just just crushed. <laughs> and the offensive lineman would be like, yeah, I got you. And I'm like, well, you know, it didn't really hurt. Look, I'm up before you. Let me help you up. That was my favorite trick. After some <laughs> guy would just smash me into the ground and feel, you know, like, good, got the little guy. You know, I would get up first and I would help him up. That was my way to say, okay, see you next time. Nice. Better luck next time. Yeah, well, you're going to crush me again, but I'm still going to get up first. And I'm going to help you up just to remind you that you didn't get me that good. Well, you know, the thing is in sports too, is the, for me was um, the connections, the plays between people. Uh, that's what I liked uh, that, that, you know, because you developed, well, you develop skill, but you also have to watch, 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 watch. And Madonna, uh, Maradona said once, he said, all sports uh, are based on deceit. You deceive the other person. So they don't know what you're doing. So they don't, you know, and, and I thought that was a perfect Mm -hmm. way of looking at it eh? it's deceit but but the problem is is that in in this like our whole culture is has become and it's it's jacked right up it's just jacked up sports is just jacked up way past playing playing a game oh yeah it's you know, Jimmy. it's money and the states the states is like crazy about i mean that's really where people's heads are football basketball you know and um it's I, I, I'm, you know, I'm just not interested in, in the pain mm -hmm. <laughs> for recreation, no, seeking no. pain. We, we, my dad and I went through what you're talking about, Jim, the, you know, I'm sitting on the edge of like where athletes had, had jobs when they weren't playing sports, they sold insurance, they worked at a car dealership because the money wasn't good enough to support them the entire entire year so they were making you know forty thousand dollars to play professional basketball 
my dad was the manager of an A&P store on a, in an east side neighborhood of Cleveland. And, and the Cavaliers, which were a new basketball team at that time in the early 70s, they would shop at his store. You know, and they, and, and it was, and the people weren't these giants. They weren't these like, you know, super high tone, 300 pound guys who ran faster than I ever could when I was 90 pounds. And we, and the money really ruined it for my father and I, you know, when it became, I mean, I understand it. You should be, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be used by some rich guy who's, you know, paying you $40,000 while he's pocketing 40 million. So you have every right to ask for that. $25 $25 million contract. And if you get it, God bless you. But it changed the game for us, my dad and I. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't relate anymore because even if I weighed 90 and I weighed 135 when I played football my senior year in high school, but there was still this sort of weird idea that a regular guy who, who had moxie would be a word we would use could mm-hmm. compensate and didn't need to be this, this incredibly you know, physical specimen. It was regular people, you know, like my friends in my neighborhood, you know, they were just tough. Maybe they were a little bigger than me, but they were just tough. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that, that inner quality was more important than, or equally important. Let's say more important, equally important to a, to a, to an amazing body, to amazing physical skills. So that all changed really fast in the 80s. It started to change, you know, and so, and now it's just something I can't recognize. I still watch it and I still find it deeply entertaining not to watch the games. I don't ever watch any games, but I love reading about them, you know. One one saying that we had was take the body, not the man, which means you take the physical body, you hit the body, but you don't destroy the man. That's you right. don't take his, his uh, dignity. You know, going crap all over him, and you know, I'm better, and you know, all this kind of crap, right? That was just not like, like you say, that was like at the beginning of our lives. It was more like that. It was, it had a purity to it, yep. and normal people could play. Yeah, My normal dad- sized people. My dad and my neighbors, my dad's neighbor friends, right? The neighborhood guys would call that showboating. And it was a sign of a weak character. Exactly. <laughs> there was a guy playing for Edmonton Eskimos, um, white guy, receiver. He, uh, a sports announcer said, him, why, why don't you ever have a, why don't you have a celebration, you know, thing when you, you score a touchdown? He says, ah, well, I don't want to look like I've never been here before. Right on. <laughs> My favorite guy was the one, the kind who, after they scored a touchdown, just handed the ball to the referee. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. But now it's 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 changed. No, it's all it's entertainment. Oh. It's a show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like trash talking. Yeah, it's like the WWE, right, or WWF before the World Wide Life. <laughs> but it and was the players it was, are slaves. The players are slaves to it, you know. They're, it's a meat grinder. There's a million people behind you. You got to go in and and just do do what they tell you and grind yourself into a piece of garbage. Yeah, and and hope that your body, if you're an American football player, hope your. I imagine hockey players have some some similar issues, and hope that your body's going to function properly when you're 45. Mm, yeah, yeah.
just the amount of operations and surgeries and smashed, you know, your body's getting smashed all the time, 16, 17 yeah. weeks a year. Well, you know, I'm one of the few guys, uh, when I, my dad didn't want me playing uh, like high school football or hockey, you know, organized because he'd had an, uh, he'd become an epileptic by hitting his head on the ice and lost a kidney. And uh, I still have my knees. I, up at the ski hill, I'm one of the few guys that's got his knees because right. a lot of, you know, and, that, and that's what we do to the kids, putting them in sports. We say, uh, you're going to not have knees when this is all over. I, it's, I just said high school, just high school players, right? Yep. And that's where the thinking is like, no, maybe you should give them a chance to have knees by the time they're 21 and let them decide then, you know. But, um, I mean, the world is showing its 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 uh pain at the uh, human aggression that that is is so so prevalent in everything we do really you know there's an aggression that uh, overshadows what you're you know ah you got to do it for the yeah. gipper <laughs> yeah i know i know several friends who carried on playing soccer as they were getting older and so they, they, you know, you have these amateur teams and stuff like that. But then, you know, you get in there, and buddy's wearing studs, right, and and cleats as they call them. And some of them, you know, they they got hurt ankles, knees, and stuff like that. And this is just on the amateur level, where where they don't have like they don't have a doctor standing on the sideline or anything like that, and they don't have the medics and stuff and the uh, but they they sort of they get the message from the professionals who play this is the way to play you know don't 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 be don't be scared the other guys the studs are gonna gonna massacre your leg so to speak and and that's how how the message goes and uh yeah lots of people have just uh messed up their ankles and knees. I, I never, yeah, I think it's when, when it got into like putting on the studs and the cleats, you know, they took away from your ability to move, uh, you know, because you, you're, you're running along with these um, boots with, with studs on rather than with um, a simple running shoe. And Where with you, a simple running shoe, you get hit and your leg can, your foot can slide, you know, with a cleat or running shoes in a gym, your foot doesn't move, your knee moves. And that's it. You know, that's it. You're, you're done. You're, you're garbage. It's, I guess uh, I should then be fortunate that my body was not the right. It wasn't made very well for sports, <laughs> even though I loved them. Playing them was such a highlight for me when I was a young man. Um, well, so you, you learn to try, you yeah. learn to try. Yeah. Yeah. And fail all the time. Like, yeah. Fail. You know, and and try. take little victories, tiny victories. Rip, reps. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would tell the, the other players in the football practice, I was always like on the scout team. I ran the, the opposing this week's opposing teams plays. Cause I was a running back in high school, kind of sort of, um, and so we would run the, our plays against the number, well, we had the top, one of the top defenses in the whole state of Ohio. So we were going up against a super tough team, which was my 
teammates in practice. And that was my game. You know, that was my game. For me, practice was my game. I knew I was going to, I mean, we beat the hell out of all these teams. So I played quite a lot because I was a second team. And at halftime, it would be 28 nothing. Okay, send in the second team so we, you know, so they get some, some time to play and we don't humiliate this other team. It's over. So I played mm-hmm. a lot, even though I wasn't very good. And, um, but anyway, the, for me, the practice was it. Like those guys, I was like, you know, I, I'm giving you everything. This isn't practice for me. I'm going to try and embarrass you, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I can get past you, you know, then then you got to think about that, right? Because you're way better mm-hmm. than me. <laughs> I loved, there was this one practice where I broke this play from the other team running against our defense. Like five times in a row, I broke through the line. Uh-huh. And it was for me, that was like, a, that was a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the. That's the um, other part of you know changing the rules. Okay, let's 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 say the winner is is the one that can't get the ball between the, on this side of the post. I was playing. I was playing golf a couple of couple of weeks ago in our Rotary Club. You play golf. And, uh, once in about once a year, okay. And because okay. of COVID, so we had nobody had been out, and so I thought, oh, be, it's a, it's sort of good fun day out, you know. But you know, for me, it, some people are very obviously competitive and want you know want to get the ball in the hole in the in the least number of hits, and I was I was just thinking, hey. For me, I just get a pleasure of of the striking of the ball. So just a nice, clean strike. Um, Then if it sort of goes in the right direction, that's another another win. If it it gets closer to the hole, that's another win. And I was thinking, you know, because there's always the muscle-bound guy who's going to whack the hell out of the ball. And I was thinking... Well, should the rule be let's let's change the rules to whoever loses the least amount of golf balls in the eighteen holes? They're the ones. They're the one who who wins. You know, just among a few players. But uh, yeah, not everybody could find that 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 switch to change the perspective, and they were like, "No, no, that's not how you play the game." <laughs> I had well, the, you go ahead, Jim. Sorry. The, the the biggest aspect to me is when you're playing in organized leagues, uh, you don't have to uh, make friends with people. Where playing was originally, you go play with your friends, and the better you treated your friends, the longer they'd play with you. And so if you got had lots of friends to play with, you won. Having friends to play with means you won. And the game was not meaningless. And uh, now, and I know this from school, all the kids would just go to classes. They go to classes on this, classes on that, classes on that. They didn't have to be nice. They didn't have to be nice and, and, and playful. So that whole aspect of endearing yourself to other people, totally out the window, and it's all about being better than them. 
and that's a huge switch. That's a huge switch, right? Because uh, play is, I mean, I was walking up the hill this morning. My cat was just up the hill ahead. My dog sees her, so she, he goes, she goes chasing up and chases the dog, cat into the trees, you know. And so I come walking up the hill, and the, the cat comes and takes a charge at me. <laughs> like he's going to take me to pieces, right? Going down the line, right? And the cat, dog didn't hurt the cat, and the cat didn't hurt me, and we all got a little buzz out of it, eh? I mean, I laughed, I laughed you know, this little guy going after me. But that's the aspect of once that's gone, I'm out of it. I'm, I don't even I don't even want to be involved because that then then it's a whole other world and whole other people who who like that world. You know, well, that's uh, the sports. Look at you with your Vancouver Canucks. Are you rooting for the Canadians to upset the the other team, whoever it is they're playing, the Tampa Bay team? No. Well, I just want to see a good game. I, I ah, you know there I you don't go. want to. Have- Two and a half hours of, of good game, even you know, when we played soccer here, if the if one team was too good, switch the players around. We always would switch it around, so it was always even. Well, then you never answered my question. Are you rooting strongly for the Montreal Canadiens? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> twenty-eight years. Oh, very good. Twenty-eight years. Twenty-eight Come years. On, but, man. Canada know. hasn't won the Stanley Cup for like, you know, since Jesus was a baby. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. America took it, and the Cana- and the Canadians invented the game. I know. It's another criminal, another criminal aggression of the United States. Well, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's a takeover. It's a domination effect, right? Dominating is is sort of part of sports now. Dominating, right? It's seen as a good thing. And what I was suggesting of like making the teams even. Then domination is out the window. Yeah, it's for the love of the game. Then you yeah. got to play good. You got to play good, and and people are watching it and saying, "Okay, well, let's move this guy over there," and you know, make it make it. And when we had first had girls and people in wheelchairs and goal, and I mean, it was like nuts, right? Fun. Yeah. Every Sunday was fun, fun, fun. Then when all the pot growers came uh, in from England and Europe and stuff, they come here to grow pot. Young guys, good soccer players. The game became very competitive. And so the kids and the women couldn't play. And so I stopped playing because it was, you get hurt. And, and now it's back to kids, kids and women (laughs) get to play everybody. And the other thing is girls have gotten really highly skilled in the last 30 years. That's the best thing about sports now is the women, women's hockey is better than men's hockey to watch. No way. Wait, wait, wait. So explain it to me. Well, it they're, they're, it's just not all smashing in the boards, right? There's they're passing the, you know, visually you see the lines of the play. It's not just bash and the puck is, you know, it's lines. You see lines. You see motion. You see things. You know, graceful. You know, and you take out the 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 meat grinders. I mean, Las Vegas meat grinder team man oh my goodness like making hamburger out of everybody right and it's yeah it's but you see right now today is i've been afraid all night i was thinking thinking it's happened the world this is the cataclysm this is it this is this is the world is falling apart here and 
and I think it's signs of that when you see when you see aggression, unnecessary aggression in any animal, you know something's amiss. If they they kill to eat or to mate, fine, but just aggression for its own sake, and that's what these times are, and uh, it's it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's interesting. I think I think it was Jay Leno who said that um, sports is the yoga of the West. So then it becomes like spiritual enlightenment is 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 the the sports right, and so then it's all about getting to the top. And your quote from Maradona about deception. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, William Goldman wrote a good book on, I think it was in the Marathon Man about the, you know, once you fake to the right, once you go to the right, you can either fake and go to the left, or you can fake fake the left and go right, or you can go right, pretend you're going to fake left and go right anyway. But then when, when you take that and you amp that up to deception, then it's just like, well, when you go to the right and his leg comes forward, just fall over and pretend that he fouled you. There you because go. Then, that's, then that's acceptable. Woof. Woof. I hate that kind of, that's, woof. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> But then you know when you make winning is the is the is the only object. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when we were up north, they used to have games often for on their holidays and stuff, and they would always be tr trickery games, S something to do with hunting often, but really interesting games. Or you had to you had to use physical skill. And motion, but it was all trickery, and it was unbelievable. Everybody could do them, from two years old up to sixty, and that, that was the best sports I ever saw in my life, really, because it taught everybody stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And and then you bring aggression to that, it's over. Wouldn't no, happen. you were you were very. I thought what you said at the start of the the recording about the idea of people who were children or, or people like me who didn't have particularly, you know, good, good physical bodies, strong physical bodies or fast physical bodies, um, that they're then locked out. They can't learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a big proponent that there's a lot to mine in, in the game of sports as far as yourself, your, your, your willingness to confront things that you thought weren't, weren't doable, the strength and moxie, we, we, as uh, Jim uses deception, we called it moxie, mm -hmm. like cleverness, right? Mm -hmm. um, to be smarter than the guy in front of you or, you know, or the girl in front of you, to, 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 to allow that part to be in the game. You know, the whole thing is, is um, then reduced to people who are 6'5 and 245 pounds.